This just in from Just Riding Along Outdoor Media, Matt's Week in Review with an update on breaking bicycle industry news. Welcome to the latest episode where I, we, I, gosh, I can never get that right. I'm recording on 3-31-2022, so if I miss anything big, it's because it happened after I recorded or I'm dumb. There's no other answer. So with that, let's talk about what's new. And the short answer is not a lot. It's a light news week. Not a lot of news going on. Sea Otter Classic is around the corner. This is something I'm going to wax poetic on at the end of this. How the internet has shaped and changed product release cycles over the last decade. But first, let's talk about the new stuff that was released. And that new stuff is a couple of new bike and bike part things. Industry 9 launches one of one ultralight carbon. So ultralight carbon rims laced to their one of one hubs. They're 24 internal or 24 hole, 25 internal, sub 1500 grams. The retail price is $1,600. They offer this in both mountain hubs for mountain, duh, and road hubs to use for gnarly gravel wheels. So the one of one uses standard J bend spokes, which help keep the cost down. And at 24 hole, the lack of spokes helps keep the weight down. They're great. I would ride those wheels for sure. I can't think of a reason not to ride them unless you're huge or go huge or both. But at the end of the day, for most people, for most bikes, running a 2.4 tire or smaller, I can't imagine a better wheel. They're, it's, it's really hard to beat that pricing. So in other mountain bike news... Factor joins the mountain bike world with the official launch of the Lando, their first foray into the single track world. This bike was already raced at Cap- Cape Epic and is pretty cool looking. The shock and lower link share a bolt, which seems super neat and innovative. Time will tell if the bike rides well and is a real off-road contender. Uh, they launched a marathon full suspension bike, a hardtail, and under their black label brand of components, a rigid fork mountain wheels, and a one-piece bar-stem combo. They already have that for the road. They released its counterpart for mountain, and obviously it's just like the Synchros product. You know, marketing will say it's much different, but if you're trying to picture it, if you're picturing that Synchros bar, your mind's eye is right. Uh, The pricing on this stuff is in line with other offerings from Factor, which is a long way of saying I won't be riding any of this anytime soon. It's expensive. Not saying it shouldn't be expensive, but it's expensive. Uh, Missed news Andrea brought to my attention. Ergon has joined the bar tape world. They released their tape in three versions. Road, all road, and gravel, which are two 2.5 and 3.5 millimeter thicknesses, respectively. One big thing I would call a miss is they offer really cool colors, but they don't offer every color in every thickness. So I weep for the poor bike shop schmuck getting yelled at by a 65-year-old dude with a bar-end mirror now. Because it's going to happen that they want rust in 2mm and rust only comes in 3.5. And it's going to be that employee's fault, not the brand's fault. Moving into products that are fairly affordable but will make your bike better. Just like good bar tape will make your bike nice. VHS makes Chain Slapper 2.0, which is a great way of saying uh, this is some fancy chain slap prevention tape that is ribbed for your silence. 
Uh, not really much else to say here other than it's a pretty cool, pretty cool packaging, pretty cool offering. And it is really nice for bikes that are a bit on the noisy side. So good chance that you'll see some of this being added to Andrea's rocker to help stop that on the bottom of the chainstay chainstay slap when running that 30-20 single speed gearing. Things to keep your eyes peeled for. The crazy ceramic speed direct drive bikes were stolen. You don't really need to know that there's some odd time trial bike that's all black and a canyon mountain bike. None of that matters. What matters is if you see a direct drive ceramic speed bike, it's stolen. They were both one-offs. They were stolen. So, yeah. If you see it, if you see something, say something. I, I don't know who you would say that to, but someone, somewhere, you should tell them. If you see someone trying to sell you that bike for $50, you might just buy it so you can get it back to its rightful owner. So moving into the thing that's going to make up the meat of this show, because I said it's a light light news week, uh, Sea Otter is coming up, which is going to be, and I have their page open, but I don't know, I don't have it open to when it is. Uh, so it's going to be a week from now. So I have a feeling next week's episode is going to be pretty light as well, because Sea Otter runs April 7th through 9th. Oh no, April 7th through April 10th. So Thursday through Sunday. And really what we're seeing is a stagnation of news because people are holding their product for a trade show release, which if you go back in time, everything was released at a trade show, but that's not the case anymore. Most things are released through the internet and there's a good reason for that. Um, there's, well, maybe let me back up. I mean, if you go back in time, you released your product at a trade show because that's how people would find out about it. And then people would come home from the trade show with news and info, and new products, and products on order, and they would want to then sell you those products that they've pre-ordered, and that's how new things hit your bike shop. But that's not the that's not the world anymore. In the current world, new stuff is released when it comes out, because it's all on the internet, and everything happens through the internet. You have a number of outlets. I don't really consider myself to be a big news outlet. I mean, just based on download numbers, not very many people are looking at this, comparatively speaking. But when you have things like Bicycle Retailer and Industry News, Velo News, Bike Radar, Cycling News, Pink Bike, Bike Rumor, just a number. I'm sure there's a lot of places I'm missing. Um, forum advert, you know, advertisements that are placed through like Google, you know, which are based on your other search history, right? Like Google doesn't serve up ads to people. Like if you're a bike person, you get bike ads. It's not like, hey. Here's an ad for a toilet seat. You've never looked those up before, right? So Google searches, um, forum implants, you know, you can sponsor a forum or, you know, buy advertising on a forum. Those are all ways that people can get their new products in front of the masses now. And we don't need to wait for trade shows. So that means that if your product is ready February 14th, you know, Valentine's Day, for argument's sake, then you just launch it. You launch it on the web, and it's fine. It just works. And, you know, changing from days of yore, you don't you don't pull everything in in anticipation of a trade show. You pull everything in when you can have it delivered, and you release it when you can. You don't wait for anything. You just, you get it, you sell it, right? So I would go as far as to say, like, in the modern world, you know, we're seeing, and I don't know the numbers, right? But let's say your total number of units is uh, C, 
you're going to have C number of units. A plus B equals C. You might even put, you know, A number of units on a, a plane and then use B number of units on a ship. And you can have your product release timed around once A lands. You know that you have product in the U.S. You know everything's good. You've used that to get things in the hands of your key dealers ahead of time under embargo. You've sent things to media outlets. You've sent things to news outlets. And then you've beaten all that ship freight to the U.S. And then by the time you launch the product, there's some in the local dealers already from your air shipment. And then the the stuff that's coming by boat is coming up quick behind it, you know, assuming no transit delays, no port delays or anything like that. And you're able to move quickly because you've already gotten some stuff in the hands of editors and reviewers and you've already gotten stuff to your key shops and you then are able to just move more quickly. And I, I don't think that I don't think that trade shows need to happen. And I'm not someone I've been to Interbike once. It was in my opinion kind of terrible. Uh, I don't know how else to put it. I met some kind of cool people there, but for the most part, it was very transactional. Everything just happened, you know. It was it was just a lot of hi, nice to meet you, hi, nice to meet you, hi, nice to meet you, and none of it really mattered. I I don't I don't understand that the modern world needs a trade show again, especially in the modern world. Let's call it. I don't know what the right way to word this is. Post COVID, during COVID. My my point is like. We as a nation and as a world over the last two years have learned to do a lot more electronically. You don't have to stand in front of someone to tell them about your new shoes or your new helmet or your new bike. We can do that with a webinar. And we've learned, you know, whether it be meeting with our family or meeting with our coworkers from halfway around the country. My point is, is you can meet anyone anywhere kind of at any time. And you can do that electronically. And you don't need to be in person to do that. And I understand you can't ride a bike without touching it. But do we really need to ride bikes anymore? I, I mean, I say that as someone that's ridden bikes and like them and not like them. But, you know, Factor doesn't make bad bikes. Their bikes are going to be fine, I'm sure. Now someone might put it head-to-head -head against an Epic and a Super Cow. And uh, trying to think of other you know an Orbea I can't think of the name of their their fast bike but you know they might put all three of those or four of those bikes in a shootout and the factor might not win but that doesn't matter again we're realize that most people are moving from like a 2015 Superfly to a new race bike it's going to be awesome right so you don't have to ride it you don't have to touch it so I know that Sea Otter's coming up and a lot of people are going to be there and they're going to be excited and they're going to high five and it's going to be awesome. But also there's a lot of people that don't need to go there because they can digest that electronically and serve their customers wonderfully just the same. So, you know, I don't, I don't know long-term, I don't know long-term how a trade show that's not a festival will do. And I think that we'll see some evolution of, of things where, that festival aspect becomes the forefront and the expo releasing aspect is not the forefront as we continue to go through, you know, the next few years. So that's it. Like I said, it was going to be short. 
and a good bit of this was me rambling about how trade shows are dead but not dead. So there you have it. If you have news that you want us to cover, please use the contact us form on the website. Happy to at least look at it. Might not cover it. Every week I get suggestions, whether it be from Andrea or listeners, and I'm just like, eh, I don't find it interesting. And uh, it's my show, so I don't, I just do what I like. As one guy I worked with famously said, I do what I want. So that's how this goes. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll record a JRA tomorrow, I think, and that'll come out on Monday, and you'll have more infotainment available. Until next time, ride safe. Take care and follow the rule number one. Thanks for tuning in to this week's news. Until next time, take care and ride safe.